Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. I hope you're having a great morning this morning, and I hope the last 21 hours have gone well for you since we last visited. Today is a Thursday. It is the 28th day of December in the year of our Lord, 2023, and we are ready to go. I'm here. Sky Rizzy's here. That's right. Keeping down all the inflammation across the radio world this morning. Yeah, germ-free for uh, <laughs> six minutes so far today. <laughs> we are, uh, we're here and only we're here. There is no Amy Beth Shaver, no Allison Sinclair. Now Jeeves and Big Dave and Petrov and everybody are running the, uh, the northern sector of Alabama Unfiltered Radio, but it's just me and Sky. Yeah, do you see how much, how important you are now? Yeah, let, the let panic. Scott turn his phone off for, for an hour or two, and everybody just goes goes to pieces. Well, they were afraid. Okay, so here's how the story went this morning. Since uh, so, I got up a little late, which I shouldn't have. There you go. Ambled, got ready. Well, so here's okay. Y'all need some insight. So I usually get, I wake up before my wife does, before Lori does. So uh, I have a phone alarm. And then I have a fail-safe alarm in case the phone decides it has to update. You can't trust them, okay? You know what I'm saying? I do. You, everybody loves Apple. You still can't trust them. And uh, and then I have a fail-safe for a fail-safe. If it's really, really important, like I've got to get on an airplane, I've got to go somewhere, that, my friend Sky, is an antique wind-up travel clock. The kind that closes into the little case, you know what I'm saying? It flips out. Yeah. The, the little clock comes forward, you fold it back, and it closes down. That one, you set it, wind it up, that is the fail-safe. If you have to get up, no matter what happens, power goes out, the whole nine yards, that one will do it. But regularly, it's just an old electric clock that goes off about five minutes after my phone's supposed to go off. So there's the fail-safes. And there are times, you know, from time to time, I will forget to turn off the fail-safe clock. And that one gets me in big trouble because it goes Everybody and it never turns off. So if I leave the house and the fail-safe <laughs> clock goes off, yeah. <laughs> everybody is, knows. Everybody it's time to get up. knows. And Lord's like, I can't turn that off. I must just kill that. You know. Yeah. So that's how that goes. It sounds but, like you, but, you've experienced that before. Yeah, well, I, I just imagine. I mean, my wife would never <laughs> yell at me or anything. Nah. I just think that's how it would be right. if if it occurred. Um, so the other thing is I, I turn off, when my phone goes off, I turn it off. And then I make sure it's on Do Not Disturb because people start calling and texting early. Because a lot of the people who listen to this program go to work early as well. And they may send me an idea or want to call and tell me about it. And I may call them back on the way into the show or whatever. So I'm I hit do not disturb. Yes. Right. Okay. And from time to time, I forget to turn off the do not disturb feature as I travel to the um, palatial studios that, that we have for this program. And so today, it turned out that Amy Beth, who has been beating me to the studio, can't come in today. So, and then she tried to get me to tell me that, and then she couldn't. So then she called Mu, not Mu, that would be Mwa, Mu Sky. Yeah, I heard about and it. And everybody and all of the affiliates went into a panic because it had gotten to about 15 till 9, and 
no one was able to get me yet. Yeah, well, they got me, Scott. <laughs> they didn't have any problem getting me. But I answered the Sky Rizzy phone call immediately. You did. You know what's important. That's that's the mostly because I was already texting Amy Beth to say, "Oh, that's all right. It's so good. So no worries, no worries. We got it. We will cover it." And this guy called at the same time. And then I realized, "Do not disturb" was on. And yes, there's a whole bunch of red letter phone calls on my screen. <laughs> From this morning. But we are ready, ready to rock and roll. Got a lot of good stuff for you today. Crisis, you doing good, Scott? Uh, yeah, crisis averted. Um, yeah, it's all I, good. I was getting it all figured out. Uh, we were going to do the uh, the morning unfiltered underground show and uh, talk football and comedy for three you hours. You going to do it? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. We can still do that if you want to. Nah, I'm going to pass. We uh, got some fo good football the stuff coming up. Scott, and just a little behind the scenes, uh -huh. I have no one here with me. In the studio, should I start, um, you know, going off or something? And uh, right, I also have no one to answer the phone. And you well, know, you, you know, know what look, that means. You know, the, <laughs> you know the rules on this show that if there's a rule that says you can't answer the phone live and be do talking about something and talking to something, it'd probably be entertaining radio if you were like, hey, hold on, <laughs> yeah. hey, I gotta hold on. You just say, hold on, that's red top. Hold on, okay, yeah. wait, stop, stop, wait, no, no stop. <laughs> let's let's just, this guy have a complete meltdown for three hours. <laughs> That'll be fun. That would be great. That's mm. That would sound like the show a lot of times. A couple of different things. I do want to get to football sometime today. Did you see, and I got to see if I, I kept that story yesterday. Did you see that the that the that one of the AIs was making picks for the college football playoff? I did read that. At, at least for the Alabama Michigan game. Michigan game. I saw that. I don't believe it, hardly any, any of it at all. Uh, well, you know, AI is a... Probably of the devil, anyway. Completely so unreliable is I pick Michigan sixty nine percent of the time. Of course they did. Go figure. Based on what? I think this they is, ran a thousand simulations. Is this is what I think? Um, this is how I think AI works, and this is why it's going to be bad in the future. And I don't think people really, and I, I, I don't, I don't claim to understand it completely. But no you've seen that. these stories that have come out, and they've said that. AI is racist, or AI is this, and AI thinks, um, and I think he's right about this one, uh, AI thinks the 2020 election was stolen, okay. Donald Trump really won, et cetera, et cetera. And then the left just has a, a freak out. So the little boys at Google and the little girls at uh, whoever all the other AIs are, chatbot, and all, they all got to go in there because the AI is wrong. The AI is enter. Enter. So I thought AI was supposed to be thinking on its own. That's I thought the, AI the concept, was supposed to least. be figuring it all out. Well, if AI is, hold on, if AI is almost alive, alive, then then why are why are all the little boys and girls at the Googles and the Microsofts and the chatbots and all, why are they all in there? Because what are they doing when they're entering information? Yeah, they're telling it, AI, you are not right. You need to spit out this. So so which is it, boys and girls? It is that AI is scanning the internet, scanning the available knowledge, and not really thinking about the knowledge. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else in a second. Not really thinking about the information, but gathering the information and saying this is what I have seen more times on the internet. Exactly. 
more people are out there writing that Michigan is going to beat Alabama than other people are saying Alabama is going to beat Michigan. But how is that possible, Scott? Well, you have more people, more populated areas, especially in the Big Big Ten, the Midwest, and in Alabama or in the South. So you get more inputs that say Michigan should win. So AI is actually going, okay, I look at all the, quote, knowledge out there, and I'm going to lean to the side of more information or more things that are being printed, quote, unquote, printed on the Internet. So it's really not evaluating. It's not going back and looking at the games. It's not going back and saying, hey, look, you know, I think so-and-so might be hurt, and this person's throwing this, and this person is... This wide receiver is slightly faster than this defensive back, or this defensive no, back is faster. No. It's not doing any of that. It's it's evaluating what is already out there on the internet. Now, where it gets blurry is for the folks who are trying to teach AI how to do a task. So let's say you want AI to run a robot that's going to pick ripe tomatoes. Okay. And this little robot is going to run along down through the through the field of tomatoes. It's got a row of tomatoes, and it's supposed to pick the ripe tomatoes. And, and look, I know it doesn't exactly work like this, but the little arm reaches out, and it's like, there's no tomato. Okay, right. Okay, I didn't get a tomato, so let me try it again. Let me reach at this thing. No, that's not a tomato. Okay, that's a leaf. Let me, let me reach at this. Oh, that's the plant. That's not the tomato. So it's, it's doing if-then statements over and over and over. If I do this, am I getting a ripe tomato? No. If I do this, am I getting a ripe tomato? No. If I do this, am I getting a ripe tomato? No. If I do this, am I getting a ripe tomato? No, that's a tomato, but it's too green. Okay, I, I'll do my little, if I can see some sort of colors, I will scan it. What am I looking for? Is it, and finally, it figures out, okay, if all these things are right... I get the ripe tomato and pull it off. And that's the same thing it's doing when it's, quote, unquote, learning how to shoot a missile, learning how to shoot at this, learning how to shoot at that. It is going through the endless possibilities of how to make this happen correctly, where a human being might look at it and you go, hey, look, you got to pick the red one. Just make sure the red all the way around. You got it? Right. Good. AI only knows what it's knows, what it's been told. So far, only the available knowledge. It's not self-aware yet. Right. That's right. when we're going to have a problem. And, and I don't know when it gets self-aware, and I know that it answers questions in, in weird ways at times. Oh, man. But it is still, quote-unquote, programmed. Even if it is programming itself, it's looking at the millions and millions and millions of if-thens. And it is a scary power in that it can do things that a human being doesn't have the time or the, the brain power to go through all the infinite possibilities to come up with this is the next most likely thing to occur. I get it because a computer can scan millions and millions and millions and millions of bits or bytes of, of data. But I don't know. I think there are some people who are romantically in love with the idea of becoming self-aware and, oh, this is a, you know, it's right there. I think the real threat to it is that people will give it, will allow it to do things that it shouldn't do. Exactly. Like when it's weaponized. All when the it science decides, fiction novels agree 
Mm-hmm. Give it too much control, too much power, and it yeah, will. Because, because the idea the of a Terminator robot is absolutely something AI can do. Because because instead of picking tomatoes, it's picking people. And instead of reaching out and picking them, it's reaching out and double tapping them. And that's that's not hard. Yeah. Security and, and law enforcement, it's oh, yes. what could what the possibilities could be for control <laughs> and mistakes. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's fascinating what people will try to make things do because we have, this, we have this weird desire to be like God. Yeah. And that's where we started getting into trouble, as I recall. It's almost like someone said way, way back, look, if you do this, you can be like God. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. And, really and somebody said, that's a great idea. Sign me up. How'd that, how'd that work out? <laughs> Didn't work well then. Not too good. It's not, not going to work well then. So I can't figure out which way we're going to kill ourselves off with first, the AI or the playing around with um, viruses, bacterias, all, all this kind of stuff, or we're going to do one of these genetically modified plants and you think kudzu is a problem, wait till they screw up the but ecology. With, on the premise of that we make lousy gods, yes. doesn't it seem only fitting that our technology will destroy us in the end? Yeah, we'll deserve it. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We're going to deserve it. And God's yeah. going to be like, that's poetic justice. Yeah. It, it, it's, it writes itself. <laughs> Thanks, AI. It's not even like we haven't been warned. I mean, is there anybody who hasn't seen Terminator? At least part of it? Right. Oh, for the love. Oh, but I'm really smart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to solve something. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. We are powered by 1819 News, and we'd appreciate you if you visit them and support the work they are doing. I know you've heard the ad. I know Joey does a great ad for this show down in, or for the, for 1819 down in Montgomery. Let's get to this really quick. Um, Heavy.com has a story about what we're discussing. 1819 News has a story about it. Um, five different AI-powered predictions for the Michigan versus Alabama game. Here's a look at all five. Let's see. Well, overall, it says Michigan will win, but then it's got some details. Michigan's Blake Corum will run all over the Alabama defense. That's uh, that's what that's what they're saying. Yeah. Now, are these computer Have, models or are these actual human beings? These are computer models. Good. Okay. AI-powered predictions. Okay. But again, it will probably be based on the evidence gathered off the interwebs. And statistics. Okay. Yeah. Which which brings into uh, comparative scoring, and we all know that doesn't does not work. So, continue. No. Yes. I agree. The model projects the following. That Corum will have 18.7 carries. That's the average. His, the average this season was 16.8. See how they do that? Okay. He'll get 98 rushing yards as opposed to 79. That's his average. And he'll have 10 
6.9 receiving yards, and his average is 6.3. So he's going to play better against Alabama than he played in previous games. But these numbers would resemble the stretch for Corum at the end of the regular season where they where Michigan beat Penn State. Let's be careful. Be careful. Not only Penn State, but also Maryland. Whoa. G- ginormously big and bad Maryland and Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, well, because we got that one. So the Michigan running back is going to run all over Alabama's defense. 98 yards, huh? Yeah. Here's the second prediction. Wow. Both quarterbacks will take care of the ball. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> look, for you that got it. You interesting got it uh, breaking news there, Scott. This is, this is an article written by Ben Duty. If Allison was here, we would already be coming apart at the seams. D-O-O-D-Y. Ben Duty is has packaged this brilliant AI information for us. Now, I do think McCarthy is a good quarterback. I think he might be the best quarterback, possibly the best quarterback in the NCAA. Yes, but he is a traditional drop-back pocket passer. Yes. Okay? Now, uh, what, through the Saban years, what type of quarterback has really had the only success? Against a, Nick Saban's a, defense. A running quarterback. Ah, like Tebow, who, like Johnny Football has, Manziel. Yeah, like Yeah, the, but, but he's also got to have the best day of his life throwing. That helps. But, he has to have his career day throwing, but it's the guy who can get away. It's the guy that can run because you, you either have to put a spy out mm-hmm. there on that quarterback, which depletes your defensive philosophy, but a drop back pocket passer, bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. Because okay. yeah, usually our DBs are, are so quick that they don't give much separation on their receivers with our defensive backs. Right. And you that's know just, the, and you that know is so the, important. And Nick Saban makes some of the best adjustments in football. And that dude better be able to run that football. So I tell you what, if he can't, look it's out. It's going to be long look and out, painful. Because here it comes. If, long yeah. and painful. Okay. Um, number three. Number three. The game will have more scoring than the Vegas consensus expects. What's the over under? So forty six. Uh, uh, over under is how many points they're going to score? Is that right? Yes, that's combined. Uh, Their model projects forty six point five. Okay. Well, I, I thought the over under was. Uh, I'll, I'll check that real. quick. No, the over under is less than that. That's why AI says that it's AI is saying they're going to score more points than the bookies say. Okay, I got it right. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, the over-under is 45. Yeah, and the computer's saying this is going to be 46.5. Wow, so it's that's very, a very statement. Yeah, that's getting out there. That's what you use AI for. That's why you spend millions and millions of dollars. Michigan football kicker James Turner will be a key player. <laughs> we got the best kicker in football, <laughs> and we've had him for... <laughs> Come on, man. Make oh, it so Will Riker. They've got the edge in kicking. Okay. Yeah. Well, come on. It just says that the game will be close, and it might come down to him. Now, for the fifth thing, Michigan football will win by more than a field goal. Their model is generally more bullish on Michigan than the consensus of major sports books. As of Wednesday evening, our model had a projected point spread of Michigan by three and a half. Well, what I'm reading of of five AI computer generated sites, mm-hmm. um, all the models are calling for. A high Michigan win, uh, as much as 11 points. 
all of them more than the Vegas spread, which is currently yes. 1.5. Now, I don't know much about football, but I know one thing. Vegas is pretty good. Vegas knows. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a, a, a point spread question for our listeners out there. Okay. If it says spread Michigan minus three and a half, okay. that means they're picking Michigan to win and by three and a half. Exactly. Is that right? That is exactly right. If you want to bet on Michigan with Vegas, uh-huh. Bama starts with three and a half points. Okay. You have to give to make it even. That's what right. that number is. Michigan minus three and a half. So to bring Michigan to Alabama's level, you got to take three and a half points off. So that means they're saying Michigan is three and a half points better. Exactly. And the other way would be Bama plus three and a half. Plus three and a half. But That's plus three and a half actually means you're behind. You're expected to lose if it's plus yes. three and a half. Yes, you're okay. exactly See, right. that's why that's why regular people's minds don't work like the uh, the gamblers. Yeah, but uh, Michigan is a one and a half point favorite. Okay, and if you want to take it with the over under forty six, uh, that's twenty. That's a, a prediction of about uh, twenty five to uh, twenty three, mm-hmm. something like that. Actually, twenty four, twenty two would give you forty six. So, so heavy says Michigan. Minus three and a half. Going to win by three and a half. Bet MGM says Michigan one and a half. Draft Kings, Michigan one and a half. FanDuel, ESPN Bet, Sugar House, Points Bet, Bet 365. Everybody's at one and a half. Right. And now also remember, Vegas also sets these lines to generate money coming in betting. They're, they're very good at hitting it, but they also want to generate people, motivate them to bet. Now, when it's betting on sports, is that a win or lose kind of thing? So if the house gets it wrong, they lose a bunch of money? Or yeah. do they take a percentage like uh, paramutual stuff? On the other yes side? Yes and no and both. Okay, <laughs> good. Get on the other side. <laughs> we'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. We appreciate you taking time to spend with us. The number here is 1-800-289-9228. The ladies of Liberty are out today. So we're just batching it. Just, uh, what, what did we call it a few weeks ago? It's Toxic the, uh, Masculinity, masculinity Thursday. Show. No misandry <laughs> allowed or something. So here is, we were talking about AI. We went to heavy.com and uh, Mr. Duty had uh, written an article. Now we're going to Will Blakely's article that you can find over at 1819 News, which I thought was much more fascinating. But before we get there, Sky, you were going to explain to me how the, now look, I'm not advocating gambling. I actually think it's a bad idea, but I never have fully understood the, Plus, minus, especially when you get to some kind of odds where they're like 3 to 1, 50 to 1. I know statistically what those things mean, but in, in uh, the uh, the betting world, it's a little, it's a little squirrelier well, I, I than the, the real question, uh, maybe the way to, to go at this is mm-hmm. how does Vegas make money? Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to go to the, uh, we've talked about the point spread. Michigan is a one and a half point favorite. Yeah, which says Michigan minus one and a half means that Michigan's supposed to win by one and a half. Because if I was making it, I would have said 
Michigan plus one and a half, which would mean that they were supposed to score one and a half more than Bama, but that's not right. It's it's how you get it back to even, right? Because the betting's based on evenness. Don't confuse it. Here here it is. Yes. All right, you want to bet on Michigan. You think Michigan's going to beat Bama's butt, okay? Yes, yes. So you're going to pony up $100. So we can do math. Keep it easy. $100. Michigan must win by more than one and a half points. Okay? That's Otherwise, it. they That's tie. It. No. Okay. Michigan's got to win, really, in this, there's no half points. So Michigan's got to win right. by two or more, and you okay. win 100 bucks. Okay. 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 Right. That's it. That's simple. Um, let's talk about the money line. This is what confuses people. You can okay. also bet Michigan to win outright. Okay? You don't want to fool with points. That's too confusing. I want to mm-hmm. bet Michigan outright. Currently, right now, again, a $100 bet. Um, You'd have to pony up $120 to win 100 on Michigan winning outright. Okay, if, if they don't win, you owe 120 yeah, so, bucks. So, so what does it say the odds are on that? Michigan what minus is, 120. Minus 120. All the money lines are fixed on $100 bets. Okay, so if Michigan minus, wins, minus you get 100 bucks. If yeah, they see, lose, that's where the thing. you lose $120. You got to lose $120. Now, so you got to bet $120. See, that's where people get confused. Right. Because that's where I was like, wait a minute, why? Because I'm always thinking of just, I'm going to bet you $10, and if you win, I get $10. If I win, you know, if I win, I get $10. This brings us and, back to our original question. How does yes. Vegas make money? Okay. This is how they do it primarily. Now, you say, oh, I'm a big Bama fan. They're going to whoop Michigan's butt. I want, uh-huh. to, I want to put $100 on Bama. Currently, okay. what that's returning mm-hmm. is even money. So if I bet $100, you win I 100. win 100 But if I bet on Michigan you win and 100, I bet 100 you, I'm really going to win like... No, you're going to win $100. Mm-hmm. But if you lose, you're going to lose 120 This is where the oh. juice for Vegas comes in. Okay. And that's why they say the line moves, right? Because they move the line to where no matter how the game goes, they get more losers and they get winners and they get that extra call, right? And they make oh. most of their money in the money line bets and the over under bets. Okay, really? Yeah. The, What's the, over under total score? Total points. Okay. Total points, which is currently uh, 44, 40, 44, 44 and a half, 45. Yep. But uh, really, the way Vegas doesn't do as well on the point spread, Michigan minus one and a half, Bama plus one and a half. Right. Because they can, that's where they can take a bath. Okay. Right. That's they yeah, but they make heart. it up everywhere else. I yeah. mean, it doesn't matter as, as long as you're making enough money to keep the operation going. Oh, and they do. And they do. They do. So it is similar to the horse racing where it's paramutual betting where they're getting a I mean, as close. I mean, they're getting a cut no matter what because the odds changing so that they make a certain amount of money. Paramutual wagering, i.e., dog track, horse track, mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. you're actually betting against the crowd. Okay, and all the money yes. is pooled together, changes the odds constantly as the bets come right. in. Right, and right. then of course the house takes their cut, whatever it may be. Right. But um, you're really wagering and betting against the crowd. Are you smarter? Do you know more? Right. That's why I used to really love. The track. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people bet on their lucky number. There's a lot of people that bet on the dog that. Uh, so I wonder how well AI is doing. In, He's how, well is, how well is AI doing in horse racing? 
That's a good question. I haven't researched Because that. that would be the thing. Because I was thinking that where would I want AI? I would want AI running stock analysis for me. <laughs> and you know they're already doing that. Yeah, I they mean, were doing very well. I suspect we would have heard about it. Or maybe you wouldn't. Or maybe we wouldn't. Because why would I tell you? Hmm. I know. I especially, especially when it comes to stocks, man. The, the stock market is designed, and I know people people can call and argue with me, but but that is something I know a little about. Oh, yeah. It is designed to take money from regular people. That's right. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. That is the way it is. It I truly, did I did day trading is. a few years ago, and some of the cardinal rules, golden rules, were things like at that point in time. And you could, you know, you could see the system in the back, you know, and you could see who was making big trades. Yeah, your volume, said it, right? You follow your volume. Yes. Yeah, and it said if um, Goldman Sachs is going one way, never go, go against, against them. them. Yeah, the gold standard. And you know what I did? I broke the rule. How'd it come And out? got my butt hammered. <laughs> I also, I didn't call it day trading, <laughs> but when it first became available, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's over now, kids. Don't try this at home, but when... We first had the ability through the internet to get online and and, and trade. Right. Um, all all I did often was I would I made most of my money shorting. And I, yes. That means betting a stock will go down. Um, yes. But you could follow volume, and when these major trading brokerage houses were accumulating stocks for mutual funds, mm -hmm. all you had to do was get on board, man. And you okay. just had to ride it for and a little just, while. If you didn't ride it too long, you're good. Yeah, that was the thing. Most people make or lose most of their money at the top or the bottom because they can't let go. Right. Okay? Right. That's where you come in. And you, you nobody ever went broke taking profit. Okay? My biggest mistake was um, one of the things it said was don't be greedy. That's, that's good. If you make a certain amount of money situation. in the day, just make your money, get out, and study. Get out and learn. Get out and follow. Well, and oh, the other one was um, rocket rides are fun, but every rocket comes down. That's right. And so I got on a rocket one day and made a buttload, got back on the rocket, <laughs> and yeah. within 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour, lost everything I'd made and then lost significant amounts of money. To get back. The big boys bailed out on you, Scott. They yeah, and then there was, no, the there was no one left to buy. And I right. was holding because I was, you know, there wasn't enough volume out there to hold it up. And I was doing, you know, doing all the stuff, using margin and doubled oh, up. Oh, no, you know. no, you didn't Oh, go yes, but I could make no. some cash, man. No. And then when it went bad and I broke a rule because I got greedy, oh, I can do it again. No, you can't. You can't. I it was horrible. I literally... Eventually, I, I did pretty well. You can call home and ask mm -hmm. my wife. Mm -hmm. But my problem, I eventually lost my nerve. When really? I stopped seeing it as a game. I just looked at it oh, like a game. Oh, when it became, when it became okay, real, I've got to make this money. Mm -hmm. I, I, I choked. I couldn't mm -hmm. So, No ice in your veins. Nah. It took me multiple weeks to make all my money, make the money back. And my returns were great. But once I got back, I said, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta take a break. Lots of stuff to do. Charles the First will be up. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. We appreciate you listening to the show. Before we get back to um, your calls, well, before I get back to this story, let's go out to take some of your calls. Let's go to Charles the First of Dooney. Charles the First, welcome to the program. I hope you are well on this Thursday. 
I'm good. Hope you're good, Scott. I'm doing Scott. fantastic. I don't have those women uh, folks <laughs> holding me back. Well, We're talking about football. Yeah. Yeah. Gambling. Well, football get, gambling. <laughs> Strip clubs. I, was tell you, I, I can guarantee you there's a second alarm that you could set that you wouldn't have to turn the third one on to get you to work or anything. What is just, it? Just have it. Just have that second alarm play fast car. You'll oh wake up God. before it ever. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll do that, won't it? My subconscious will wake me up 10 minutes early just no to make sure coming. I don't have to hear any of it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, I, I was going to tell you that the chat GPT AI is getting sued by the New York Times for copyright infringement as of 20, 24 hours ago. Really? So it kind of, yeah. And I was also going to tell you, and I'm, I'm sure you know this book, I was, uh, Alvin Toffler, Future Shock from 1970. I have that it? book, but I've never read it. It's fantastic, and he, he has some things to tell us about technology that we're facing right now, and one of them says, he says, the most difficult and pointed question to ask is, apart from the actual changes in the social structure, how will a proposed new technology affect the value system of the society? And he goes on uh, to say that uh, if we don't watch out, political rule will be by a tiny techno-material elite. Ah, and he says he all that back in 1970. Yes, yes. This, this, is, all, this is in a chapter called "Taming Technology." It's really important. Are we talking about Aftershock, the book, Future, Future no. Shock? Okay, Future so, Shock, right, right. Future Shock. So it's um, not a novel. It's a, it's a like. No, a, it's a true, real thing about how technology and information will affect the future, and. Uh, he says, we cannot afford to let secondary social and cultural effects of technology just happen. We must attempt to in anticipate them in advance, estimating to the degree possible their nature, strength, and timing. Where these effects are likely to be seriously damaging, we must also prepare to block the new technology. It's as simple as that. Technology cannot be permitted to rampage through any society. There you go. Well, we didn't heed any of those warnings. Yeah, and and then he tells how to do it. He says people that are not part of the techno-whatever-they-are should get together in groups and um, appraise the value implications of any proposed technology before it is allowed to go out. Um, that's mandatory. If we don't, the, um, the elite will control it and the culture. Well, how that's in the world so are we supposed to uh, to prevent that at this point? Well, he, he says that you um, you get persons that are uh, part of different areas of your society, economists, scientists, architects, planners, writers, and you have a, um, a program to evaluate those, even if you have to put, sometimes take the technology and put it into small areas of society to see what happens, mm -hmm. and you stop anything that is going to be detrimental that you find is going to be detrimental, and you do not let the elites that control the technology marginalize them decide. Do not let them decide. That's why he's very adamant about. And we should have done so, that with uh, social media. Right. Uh, yes. I think we missed right. opportunities on, on much more than AI or or that brand of technology. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, well, well, I appreciate he, it, buddy. Yeah. Thanks a whole lot. Take care. Thank you, Future Shock. I do have a copy of that, but I've never I've never read it. I, I need remember to. reading it, but it was long, long ago. The Associated Press, um, Batman. Charles I of Duany is correct. 
The New York Times, story by Haluya Hadero and David Bauder. New York Times sues OpenAI and Microsoft for using its stories to train the chatbots. How about that? Well, uh, you know what? I agree completely. None of AI should be should ever learn anything from the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back. Well stated. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> 